Skills Matrix, a definition. Lots of things in life are complicated. Take, for example, the concept of fashion. If you think way back, really stylish only exists because you love Billie Eilish and have your own keen sense of street style. Just having a sense of style at all is a bit of an unusual thing in the ground-up governance universe. Many people have no clothes or hair at all, which is a statement on its own, I guess. There are a bunch of people, take Mr. Bananaman, for example, who wears a tie and nothing else, whose clothes are basically just there to show that they have a job of some kind. Other people have funky hairstyles, which can be a bold statement, but starting a fashion company is a pretty big move given the overall sartorial landscape. Anyway, back to the whole lots of things in life are complicated thing. Even the word fashion is pretty hard to define. Now try to define what good fashion means. Now try to define good fashion in a way that everyone can agree with. Now try doing that in a universe where most people don't wear clothes or have hair. Speaking of complicated things, trying to define exactly what combination of skills, demographics, professions, and personalities should be on your board is at least a 7 out of 10 on the how complicated is this scale. If you wanted to try to have every possible perspective in the world represented in your boardroom, you'd need 8 billion directors, which would be even more complicated. One way that people like to deal with complexity is by creating tools. Fastening two pieces of wood together, for example, would lol, seem like a complicated problem without tools like nails and hammers and screws and screwdrivers and drills and stuff. Ground-up governance doesn't usually express strong opinions about things, but we think it's worth saying that any corporate governance tool that claims to solve a complex problem in a neat and tidy way, like a hammer and nail, is too good to be true. One example of such a tool is a board skills matrix. A matrix is basically a table, the kind that has data in it rather than dinner on it, where one axis has a list of skills and other characteristics that you think might be important for your directors to have, and the other axis has a list of the directors on your board. Every director gets a check for every skill or characteristic that they have. Once you've filled out your skills matrix, you should be able to see at a glance where your board has gaps or redundancies in your skills. In theory, you could then use that information to do a good job on director nomination and end up with really good board composition. And here's an image illustrated and described by Nate, Nate Schmold. Here we have a crudely drawn example of the aforementioned skills matrix. Down the left side, we have a few board members, including Mr. Bananaman himself, newly appointed Or the Orange, that really wide person we saw forming the body of the board composition a while ago, and a happy person in a top hat. Along the top of the matrix, we have skills depicted in simple icons like a hysterically laughing face for humor, a dollar bill for a firm financial grasp, a Rubik's Cube representing puzzle-solving finesse, a super cool person with shades and kissy lips representing, well, super coolness, a brain to depict intelligence, and a top hat to represent the wearing of a top hat. In the grid below are check marks matching up the board members to the various skills. Uh, okay, some of these, and I'm looking at the top hat, might not be super important for board diversity. You could imagine that it might be important to have a hat sales expert on the really stylish board. So you might put hat sales expertise on your skills matrix. And then you might realize that no matter how good the hat sales expert is at hat sales, they might not actually be a very good director. To be a good director, maybe they'd also need to be independent and maybe also funny and maybe even kind. 
They definitely need to have enough time to make it to board meetings. Do all these things go on the board skills matrix? Which boxes are just kind of nice to have and which ones are non-negotiable? Should the same expectations apply to every director? Anyway, it's pretty obvious that even if there's a glaring gap in the skills matrix, it might be pretty complicated to solve it. Part of the problem might be, just maybe, that a skills matrix has started to look like something as simple as a hammer and a nail, and directors have all started feeling like they're carpenters, even though none of those things is true. P.S. Probably the most editorial post yet on ground-up governance. Sorry. <laughs>